Luke and I are back. We are back. To get we your day started. It. So good evening, good morning. It is good morning where we are now. Good yesterday, um, good today, good everything. Good afternoon. Um, it is nice not seeing you all. Of course, we would have... It, I mean, one day, wha- I we'll think... Have, we'll think about doing a live audience. Yeah, definitely. So? Live audience podcast would be Get some proper insane. reactions. It sounds good to me. It would be cool to get some people gathered, but they, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that will be quite a, a logistical, or rather when it comes to you know, audio recording, like getting that right with mm. all the people laughing. I don't know. We'll see. But mm. it would be cool to get the audience involved, get the people involved. Definitely. Um, but welcome. Luke and I are here. We are not with a guest today. We want to chat some real stuff. Um, yes, with the guest, we share our stories and we, we share the passion and we try and get their perspective on why cars, why they do what they do. Um, but when Luke and I are together, it's more about what's currently happening in the car world mm. and what are some interesting topics um, and things we can discuss and chat about. And just to enlighten you, um, into the car world um, because I constantly heard over the last few weeks um, people giving feedback, um, commenting, saying that they really love this podcast because like, they don't know as much about cars, but yeah. it really gets them interested. It's a nice platform to get uh, people into the whole scene that we enjoy so much every now yeah. and again. Yeah, it's much safer than drugs. <laughs> it's proven. And um, it's cheaper as well. It's I mean, much you save money. Well, Just listen to us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, okay. The podcast, the pod- uh, buying yeah. cars. Yeah, okay, no, it's not cheaper than doing drugs, but it's a lot healthier and safer. Yes, it is a lot. It saves lives. Mm, it saves exactly. lives. It's community. That's why we're doing it. Um, so, yeah, when Luke and I are together, we'll chat about some current stuff. We'll chat about some interesting topics. Um some debatable topics, you know, mm. something we throughout the week, you're like, Luke, have you seen this? What do you think about this? Have and we don't agree on everything. Let's just put and that out there. We precisely don't, why we, we chat we about it. We almost never here. agree on anything. So yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we agree to do the podcast. And we agree like, to yeah. That's that's was a big thing. That's part of the 80-20 rule. Yeah. See. Um, yeah. So things. update on Luke's life. He has applied for a job. He's still going to hear if he has gotten the job. But it's exciting times. Trust me, you'll know when when I get it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. may or may not have a glass of wine with us to maybe for celebrate. the next one. Do yeah, just enjoy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Mm. Um, but welcome to the podcast on the Overrun. This is episode number six. We are so excited to share this one with you. Um, I think shooting with the guest for the first time was such an awesome experience. It's so weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's like the weirdest it's thing having new. a third person in it. But um, it was like so casual in a yeah. sense. It was very talkative and fun. So. We yeah. just started and we're ready for some more. Yeah, so, so we've got some very interesting topics to chat about today. Mm. Uh, a cool debate coming a bit later. But as I have not mentioned today, I do not want to like bang too much on about this. Um, but our social media is where we engage with you uh, on YouTube also. Um, subscribe if you like it. Share if you want to share it because that's what we do when you see a cool car. Um, so share if you want to share it. Um, review you know give us a comment we'd like to know where we can improve if you enjoy it you know throw a thumbs up that's always really encouraging just gets uh, the motivation going um we are on uh, on the multiple social media pages that will be shown somewhere here <laughs> or here or oh, yeah maybe over martin's face I don't maybe know. yeah exactly. okay um but go and follow us there that will be very cool um just to also weekly get you involved in in um, what we do and engaging you also. Um, but our first conversation today is much more current um, mm. and it's also very exciting, something that anybody would enjoy and it's the current state of hypercars. So definition of a hypercar, I think it's when a brand makes, designs, builds, produces a car that exceeds the limits of what cars... Or it, yeah, just or do you think a car, if you think like sports cars and stuff or what they are capable of? Yeah, now sense, like yeah. it exceeds that new technologies. Mm. It's sh- it's basically a brand saying this is the best what we can do at the moment. So we're going to showcase that. Mm, so mm. the current you know year of the Holy Trinity the whole time, um, Porsche 918 Spider, McLaren B1, Ferrari, mm, LaFerrari. Yeah. So those are like the pinnacle of cause you know yeah. in terms of the technology top class like the best speed, of the, best. the performance and it just goes to show also how quickly cars developed um and improved mm. i mean now you get the likes of the 488 pista yeah basically running alongside a la ferrari on track mm. you get the likes of 
the 675 LT, even the 720S, oh, not 675, the 765 mm-hmm. LT, the new oh, one. Oh, yeah, the new one, um, yeah, okay. E- even the likes of the 720S running alongside the B1, mm-hmm. um, the Senna being definitely faster than B1 on a track. You also get your, in terms of your Porsches, I mean, your GT2 RS. And I think it's also important also just to say it's it's, it's more um, road and track cars because you get track cars like the IDR, the Volkswagen IDR and stuff like that, which is ludicrous, but it's yeah. just for track. It's not like you can take the thing on the Aston road. Aston Martin, Vulcan. Those um, types of things. Yeah, well, yeah. there was one road legal version, I think, that they made, the Vulcan. Yeah, they made one. I, I saw, actually saw the one. It was very cool. They put yeah. in new headlights. I think it was sort of DB11. Mm, that uh, kind of style that they took out and then used it to... Windscreen wipers. Shortened wing, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd be too afraid. If if I had the capability of buying a car like that, I'd be afraid to take it on the road. I think the I one know. thing that if you look at road cars, like road cars meant for the track mm. and then full-on track cars that like you can't go on the road, I think one massive difference or the characteristic that actually makes that thing a track car aside from the fact that it's totally stripped out and bare naked, just in carbon usually, is the fact that that racing gearbox, that sequential, mm, you know, mm. racing race spec gearbox, adds so much character to a car. Your reverse so, gear. So, you know, a reverse gear on your car, mm-hmm. it makes that whining sound. Mm-hmm. So it's the same as a race spec gearbox. Like, that's the same technology or mechanics uh, they okay. use in a race spec gearbox. They use in your reverse gear. It's very efficient, very lightweight yeah. to design but so that's why you can hit like 40-50 kilometers an hour in an old car in reverse but you can't get there in first gear well something in, in the thing is the, the reason they, they don't use it for the, ref, the forward going gears is because well basically it makes too much sound mm. and yeah it's not as efficient or rather comfortable to drive in oh, okay, as yeah, normal see, gearboxes like Imagine you had a race pack gearbox in your Toronto or like your Polo, like it wouldn't be a comfortable yeah, drive. No, it'd be, be very like jerky you know, and stiff, jer- yeah, yeah. jerky, like that's the right word. But anyway, um, back to hypercars. Mm. Um, current state of hypercars at the moment, we heard that the AMG one, very exciting, is actually in testing at the moment. So it's in for high speed testing, it's in for track testing. It's got We've his camo on and it's driving around. It's so about we're two, getting there. two years prior they released the amg1 um or basically that like a press release yeah. yeah so quite a few years back they released it the idea of it um but yeah so they're actually going into production sort of now and the testing is like final phase testing mm-hmm. so the amg1 they what they're trying to implement is trying to implement race car well not just race car formula one car technology into a road going car literally a lot of the cars are like yeah f1 inspired technology f1 this but this car literally takes the f1 engine that lewis hamilton um you know annihilated the rest of the field yeah with, with in um, i think it was the 2017 or 16 engine and they're basically trying to implement that and putting into a road a car. road car that you can the massive buy. struggle with that is that a race car engine is not built for longevity like, it's built for speed. It's usually it's rebuilt. instant power. And every third or fourth race, they rebuild. It's very highly strung. Yeah. Very specialized. Very difficult. It's not meant to go long. Mm. You know, it's mm. like um, Top Gear in their video, they basically said, it's like teaching Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt to win the 10,000 meters. Like, it's, it's a massive adaptation that has to happen. So, they basically need to tone the... like. So Formula One car basically revs at idle at like 4,000, 5,000 revs. Mm-hmm. So now they actually have to get that revs down to 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, yeah, yeah. where it actually is livable. Um, yeah, so it's not when you start the car in the morning, your ears start bleeding or something yeah. in your garage from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is not your, you know, your V8, your V12s. This yeah, is yeah. a V6, actually. Um, it's a 1.6 liter v6 1.6 as you would get in a high spec nissan micra yeah um <laughs> but a bit more specialized <laughs> just just a little bit yeah you get three electrical motors one on the crankshaft and two on the front wheels you mm-hmm. know uh, turning it individually basically trying to get it as um 
specific as possible in terms of you know if the guy wants to send power here mm. it sends where power it's there. where the power's going and all that so it's extremely exciting mm. i've heard have you heard how it sounds i've i've seen a video and i heard it on track when and it's kind of flash uh, driving around it it's quite it's, a unique it's an interesting sound it's eh? a very unique it's sound it's not I must your say. like you know screaming v12 mm-hmm. but it's also not the rumbling v8 yeah no it's i don't know it's I said something I remember a few years ago um, in high school when uh, you first showed me it and my immediate first reaction when I saw it from the front was uh, 918. Oh, uh, yo, I remember. I remember that was, was the like, first thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, Luke. No, it's that not. That was the, the first thing. But uh, yeah, as, as I saw it now, in I would say in the flesh, it, it changes a bit. But that sound, I don't know. It's uh, it's not what you expect because you think. Mm. But obviously, with, like you said, now with the resin stuff that they have to bring down and stuff, you won't hear that. Yeah. Super, super high wine that you get from the standard yeah. F1 car. I mean, it's it's obviously a lot heavier than the F1 car would be. But they say, like, in, in your very short tracks, well, you're short, mm. not necessarily very short, it, the gap between the Formula 1 car and the MG1 is much closer than expected. Wow, okay, so they really put some effort yeah. into... And I think it has a lot... It, it weighs between, they said, like... 1050 1100 kilograms Mm -hmm. and then the power is like you know thousand over a thousand horsepower it's no there's no official um there's no official amount um in terms of power and Mm -hmm. but basically it's close enough to one to one power to eight which will be insane of course that's what that car is going to put the weight down is of course going to put its power down to the road Mm -hmm. because it's meant to do that um also they said that the aerodynamics, if they had any more downforce on that car, in, the, in like the highest downforce specification, yeah, that you can. if they added any more downforce, then the tires wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm. So that is as far as those tires can handle it. And that's, in a sense, maybe the limiting factor. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah. so a it, situation that you have to sit with, so you have to think about what I you... I mean, a lot of development, a lot of research... Yeah. As I said at the start, the Formula One car engines are not meant to be in road cars. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But that will cost around 3.2 million pounds, which, and it's already sold out, like 150. Yeah, the models. units that they'll make is. In rands, it's about, mm, I'd say near 70 million rand. It's something it's unbelievable. I mean, um, but he won't see one South Africa. I yeah, no, doubt, I doubt it. very, I, very I highly. highly. Doubt it. Yeah, we know there's a few people that maybe like two or three people in South Africa that have the capability perhaps yeah. of buying one and yeah. then keeping it here as well. Yeah. Um, so we know there's a guy as well that's got his own private racetrack. Um, so you'll think maybe that family will go into it. But ugh. There's quite a few Mercedes fanboys in South mm. Africa. I mean, um, if you look at the 6x6 G-Wagons, that there's about nine here in South Africa, which is quite a lot. So... There are people with money. Yeah, <laughs> need it. But I don't know. I don't know the 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 just the made the cut for that car. That's yeah. That's very. It's a very elite level. little club. But also just the the chance that you take from driving that thing on South African roads. I mean, for you, those of you that know South African roads, taxis. No, you just you probably yes. Like we. we that's what I'm thinking. If it? you have your own track or something, yeah. then you'll probably do it. But. It wouldn't make. I don't. I don't think it would make sense. I wish I could see one. It would be. Yeah, a dream. no. It'll. It it'll would be, be a dream. Um, but another on that direct compet- uh, competitor. 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 Direct competitor for the AMG one is the the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Aston Martin Valkyrie. An absolutely insane six and a half liter V12 monster. I yeah. Mean, also. Partially cars were developed. Yes. 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 Oh, it, it is. It's a cars with engine. No, no, no. It is. It is. Uh, it is definitely not the highest revving we spoke about. No, the D50, it's not. But the sound that it's, comes. And I mean, out it of looks engine. like if you take something from Star Wars and you just slap some wheels on it and put it on the road and say, "There you go," because it's just holes and vents and yeah. scoops and everything. Um, but as it's you basically said, like. Sh- Sculpted by wind. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's really... It's the ground effect. And uh, as with these insane stuff, there's always a bit of trouble that you encounter. Um, Unfortunately. Obviously, with Aston Martin, they had their big... 
almost basically bankrupt situation that they had and um i think they lost like 95 million dollars or something within no, a few months amount, yeah. um luckily lawrence Stroll then invested again close to 600 million they invested back yeah, in I the company yeah i think 650 something yeah. million yeah million invested back and that gave them a big boost but then they had to decide because the valkyrie is like the top of the top that's like for the upper echelon yeah. of what aston can what they produce. can do um but now it's between this and the DBX. So mm. what do you do? I mean, because mm. you've got 150 customers for road-going uh, Valkyrie and 25 for the track-only version. And do you? Because they've already invested. The, the the cash has come in for that. But now they've got reliability issues. The chase driving is that uh, is described as the most difficult car to drive. Just yeah. everything isn't working out as it's they wanted so to. So sad. now, do you call and say we're stopping this now? And you tell those 150 people that already put their money down for this what three and a quarter million dollars, yeah, and you tell them, yeah, some seven, I think 74 million or something around. I don't know. Um, if if you tell them, listen, you can't get your car anymore, or you'll get your car, but it'll be a track only version, because then you once again the same thing with the MG1. You limit it to the people that can buy it and actually use it, because yeah, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to just take somewhere i mean obviously if you have the cash you'll probably just slap it on a trailer or something and drive it to your nearest track and in south africa there's like three three or four tracks maybe yeah you can use so like especially yeah there's 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 not a lot yeah there's not a I lot i don't know so who of you, you know, most probably won't south see africans it. made that list yeah um, but the thing so is with the valkyrie like it's such a shame that reliability is an issue mm. because you don't want to rebuild that engine no and I'm it's trying to get it now, but I Im- I think I read an article, and I think it was about the Valkyrie that said that every 50,000 kilometers that it needs an engine rebuild because it's such a specialized, highly strong, highly powered, yeah. um, you know. The th- tension that it, it's put it under weighs, every time you go it around. It weighs something like 300 and... 300, I think it's 300 and something kilograms. Mm. It's lighter than like a 911 turbo, like an older 911 turbo yeah. engine, and that's... Inline six, you know, and yeah, you've got a much six and a half liter V12. I mean, yeah. that's huge. So, well, firstly, kudos to Cosworth. Yeah, for, I don't know for, how for they can that. produce such a marvel. Not even this, not just this one, but just also in general. The yeah, also Cosworth, I mean, just they're doing a fantastic job in these few years. They literally take every single need and want, you know, the brands throw at them mm. every single like piece of detail and description. They're like, okay, yeah. let's do it, but let's do it better. Like I remember with the T50, um, initially they weren't going to have a you know ISG, yeah. uh, a starter generator, or that electrical. Yeah, yeah, the alternator. So all the little things yeah, yeah, whatever they have. Um, and then they were like, okay, Gordon, but maybe try this because you actually save a lot of weight, uh, much more compact, and it also looks better because for Gordon Murray, um, one very important essential part of that engine was to look good, like. He chose magnesium caps rather than carbon caps because he thought it looked better. So the aesthetic also, but yeah, yeah Cosworth flipping. No, hands hand, off to them. Um, but yeah, let's hope um, they don't scrap the whole project. Um, mm. Hopefully, the new investment will help them a bit to get it sorted. Because yeah. there's been speculation that they'll just com- completely scrap the whole thing, the track version as well. Take everything on, and it'll just be a concept in history. And they'll focus on the DBX instead because they'll sell more of the DBX probably. I mean, that's the thing because the DBX, they even built a new plant to manufacture yeah. the DBX. And the DBX is like many SUVs for performance brands, as you spoke about a few episodes prior to this. It is about massive cash inflow for brands mm, mm. so that they are able to build these amazing specialized cars, um, you know, once in how many years? Yes, of course. So... It would be a shame if they focus much more on the DBX. Yes, the DBX would make more money, but maybe they're like, okay, let's leave it now because I know Aston Martin have like the Valhalla, yes, which is like yeah. the mini Valkyrie. They have the Vanquish, Vision Vanquish, also in the sights, which still looks insane. Like all, mm. both of those cars look lo- looks like very cool prospects for Aston Martin and Aston Martin like unfortunately they are on the road to recovery they are not there yet totally um, so maybe it's a, a thing of okay I know the be- these people pay it and I know there's this expectation but maybe let's swallow our pride 
and focus on what is priority now. Yeah, what what will do better for the company in a few years and anyway. So yeah. it's a big call to make. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, you get your electrical hypercars coming. Um, so you'll touch a bit on the Lotus um, Evia or Evia. Evia. I don't know what you call it. I, I mean, know. I've heard so many pronunciations yeah. of this I car. I think it's Evia. Yeah, it's probably Evia. Yeah. Let's go for with Evia. It just sounds better than Evija. Yeah, Evija. Evija. Right. It sounds like a ninja. Like <laughs> Evija. Well, it, it could be a ninja because, I mean, this thing is absolutely Lotus. insane. Evija. Four motors, battery packs, close to 2,000. I think it's maybe more than 2,000 brake horsepower. It's on. It could be more, but it's yeah. basically 2,000 at its peak at the moment. Yeah. And it weighs, I mean, it's hefty for, for what, what you would call the hypercars and stuff. In these. It's it 1.6. But still, the remake concept 2 and the other car we're going to touch on mm. now is heavier it is heavier so, so is and like I mean really it's the most powerful Lotus ever produced they just of decided course. you know let's not oh, there of is course. no Evora that but touches yeah, that no, thing. I mean you can't even get close yeah. maybe if you slap some Tesla motors or something in Evora if you insane then you can try and get as close but there's nothing I think that we'll be able to compare to this yeah, um, yeah it's 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 the, the uh, as I said now the most powerful one they produced it's they, someone described it as: Do you decide when you d- when you design a hypercar? Do you go hybrid and you say you take a small mm. combustion engine like the? I wouldn't say, but I don't know. Maybe the Jumeirah is a, a hypercar in a sense, but take that's we are. Yeah, <laughs> there's a take the performance. Yeah. performance. Take that small engine and then you add electric motors and stuff for like that. And they just decided, no, let's just do everything. I mean, just immediately slap, slap some electric motors on that. Yeah, get that sorted and and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It's a bit of a weird thing. It looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean, it is one of the best I was designs. Like, when you said it was a bit of a weird thing. I'm like, it looks it's a, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a. It's. A, I feel like all these cars touch on the same type of thing where it can be on the road and stuff, but do you take it to a track and how many times a year do you drive it and all that kinds of things. So. But also, those cars, like, especially the electric hypercars coming out and also the Evija, like, it has Android Auto, it has Apple CarPlay, it has a good sound All the system. amenities that you, you might can, need for any yeah, standard car. You can drive it every day. Don't drive it every day because yeah. I think you'll definitely lose the, like the wow factor that every what year. makes it special. But the cars are made to be lived with. So... Yeah, I think that's what Lotus has yeah. focused on a lot in the pre- in the, the next generation and stuff. They've ordered GT and things like that. And I think when they brought this out, this is like the epitome of what you'll be able to get yeah. in terms of performance, but still having that little bit of luxury that they include. Lotus in. is improving leaps and bounds. Like yeah, they are really know, making waves. They are not just well. Okay, the thing about Lotus is usually light, sporty, amazing steering, great drivers steering cars, feel, yeah, drivers' cars, sounds good. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, okay, we do that, but we also do so much more. We also add luxury. We also add yeah. comfort. And our performance is not just like, oh, okay, you're on here. Yeah, you've got a, a bit nice of performance and stuff. It's, it's, it's there. Proper. I mean, it's in your face. It slaps you and you say, all right, here we go. So I'm, yes, I actually really like the Evija. Mm. Oh, Evaya. Evaya, Evija. Evija. We'll get there, don't worry. Just um, excuse us, guys. Yeah, so the thing yeah, about that car, and I saw it, I was like, this is a Lotus. Mm. Like how, how it's I'm not so what excited. you expect. You think Lotus, Lotus has these small little cars that you can, you won't fit in if you're over like yeah. six foot or whatever. Um, yeah, like midlife crisis cars. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's once again, it's very exclusive. Only 130 models. They go between uh, 1.5 and 2 million pounds, depending on how you spec it. So if you get your aircon and your car play and all that, you'll just scrap that. Yeah. And just listen to the, to the electric motors. Yeah, just listen to the engine roll. Just oh, l- no. Oh, no, yeah, there's no, no engine. engine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's stunning. As I yeah. said, it's a stunning car. But, but uh, the focus, uh, I see electric As Jeremy Clarkson would say, it's still a Lotus. It, oh. That makes a dent. But I don't know if he dent. said... He said that before the Eva, Evia. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, what we'll do is we'll stop saying the name and we'll just have it written out here in the front, and well, then you can yeah, read it yourself. Just, you can read it. We'll just and then we'll just out. yeah, we'll just hear a beep of our You're voices. Like the Lotus. And then exactly. The Lotus. The Lotus. And then the hypercar. The there we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So that's okay. We got um, that sorted. We now. got that one. And but it's still, as you said, you still have the amenities of what the. Yeah can produce yeah. um, because it still does 250 miles on a charge which is pretty standard for electric well, cars in these days well that's like your average EV driving mm. mode so BMW i3 <laughs> <laughs> we had a I had a story about the BMW i3 
um, well, in electric car in general, that of course range anxiety is a thing. So yeah, people are like, okay, when I go, especially in South Africa, where you drive <laughs> like a thousand six hundred kilometers to the next major city, or oh, the next major starting uh, starting. S- starting charging charging point charging oh point. my lips oh, I'm sorry <laughs> um, I think Martin's been drinking or something drinking water <laughs> it is uh, 20 past 11 I have not been drinking today um, but yeah so awesome car I really like the idea of it I know you're like mm, mm. what now but I do get your point in some way um, electric hypercars coming out now are very much focused on the same thing they're like insane performance you know quickest 0 to 60 not even that mostly focused on quick quickest 0 to 100 oh, 0 to 200 kilometers yeah. per hour your mid-range torque is what they're focusing on mm. um and, and obviously with electric motors that's instant you have yeah. that on tap every single time it's not that you have to and the fact that it's no engine or whatever yeah no engine makes that of course no sound well mm. okay that is changing they are trying to manufacture some sounds and it does look cool oh sound cool like the porsche type yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard the sound? Oh, they're adding like a bit of extra sci-fi. sound, yeah. Um, so, because no engine, no sound, that's one characteristic taken away where they can differentiate from brands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's also, it's, I mean, it's a big step for Lotus to do this and stuff, and I think they'll do very good with it. I mean, they're expanding constantly, and just it's, yeah. it's going great Excited for Excited for Lotus. And the Via name, <gasps> I said it, I'm sorry. It is your Via. The Via. You said yeah. right, didn't you? Yeah. I did. Okay, perfect. Then it's fine. Um, the name means the living one um, oh. or the first in existence. So oh. it's actually... Something new for Lotus. Something new. Something and it's, it's, it's It works quite well, I have to say. I it's like a great name. name. Yeah, it's a very Definitely. nice name for a absolutely stunning car. Then there are also two cars that compete mm. with the... Evile. <laughs> 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 uh, that compete with Evile is the Rimac Concept 2 and the Pininfarina Batista. So, Rima Concept 2... The Richard Concept Hammond car. Yeah, the re- well, the Concept 1 is the... Yeah, the Richard... Okay, the Richard Hammond car's brother, sorry. Yeah, so, the new one. Yes. Um, Is it slow... No, it's Czech. I think it's Czech Republic. Yeah. I think that's really Rimac. I think I so. I think so. We hope so. Anyway, it's close. It's somewhere, somewhere in the Scandinavian yeah. countries. Um, so, Mate Rimac, who is the owner and founder of Rimac... His philosophy about electric cars is not about, you know, save the tree, save the world. Mm. It's actually about, okay, I want to make the quickest car the most efficient in terms of performance. And I believe I can do that with electric motors. Mm, mm. He started off his career drag racing and racing. And he had a, I think it was an E30 M3 or like E33 series. BMW fanboy. There we go. But he actually took out the engine and made an electric one. Of yeah, course he did. He, he of course he did. And listen, smashed no, um, Yeah, I was about to say, it probably completely destroyed the competition. So for him, it's about, he believes with electric, you can do um, the best. You can. He's you like know, the pioneer in the electric future of supercars. And yeah, hypercars. Elon Musk in some way also, but this guy is young and he's very much focused I on... I think Elon Musk know, does more space flight travel than he does Elon the development of cars anymore. <laughs> Not just cars, yeah, he, does no, he does a lot. He does a lot of stuff. So... Yeah, Matarimak inspires me in many ways. That guy is such a pioneer and, and influence in what mm. he does. Um, and extremely clever and just the ideas he has and how it comes to life later on. The thing with Rimak, they focus on... That awful, they have the Concept 1 and Concept 2, two cars, mm-hmm. but they really focus on providing technologies, batteries for other car manufacturers. So They want to enable other people as well to be yeah, able to join that club of... If I'm right... They provide uh, technology to Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I read somewhere about Porsche. Not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, so it's all about supplying technologies, you know, making technologies, showcasing it in the cars and being like, yeah, mm. you can buy it. It's yours. And Do that's how, what you want and how they make the money. So the concept to insane, like Insane. Yeah, um, it has about 1,900 and something horsepower. I think 2,300 newton meters of torque. Crazy amounts. I mean, that's neck-breaking speed. Um, like Single-speed uh, gearbox because electric. Yeah. Um, they haven't released, like, I know they did prototype drives a few years back, but they haven't released the full car mm-hmm. yet or the production-ready car. But what it promises to deliver, it probably will. It probably will. Mate Rimac, as I said, that guy delivers on his promises and more, much like Christian von Gunnigsegg. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see this car come to life. 
this is very much hypercar, electric, like pure EV, like focused. Yeah, this is proper. Like but then you get the Italian cousin, the Pininfarina Batista. So Pininfarina, this thing, they have designed cars beforehand. Yeah. Um, I've actually never heard of the company till this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you haven't heard of the, the company. Batista, yeah. Yeah. So Pininfarina are the main designers of Ferraris over the years. I think the last Ferrari they designed the was the eight no f12 i actually i'm gonna lie if i tell you but basically the 812 super fast was the first ferrari that ferrari had to design themselves oh, not okay. a Beneferina, um for some time mm. so Beneferina designed ferraris they designed alphas um and you know how beautiful ferraris and alphas is you can imagine how stunning those cars yeah so of course you are seeing pictures um of the Beneferina, but insanely good looking car mm. they describe it as the first pure ev luxurious or luxury hyper gt so yes hyper car yes performance focused mm -hmm. very quick it'll do all those numbers that breaks your brain like something you know i think it's zero to 200 or 0 to 180 or something in sub six seconds which Cheapers. is insane that is yes. um but again, I'm like, am I getting my facts wrong? No. I don't care about the facts at the moment now because all of them are insane performance. Yeah, it's um, the point being it's But just this thing is more car. focused on luxury, mm. bespoke, exclusivity. Um, I know that every single, I think every single part, material, everything you can touch is bespoke. Like you can design it the way you want to. Mm, mm. Um, in terms of materials, colors, whatever you want to use. Um, sort of simplistic design in the inside very much driver focused has these three little screens mm. but it looks awesome it really does look awesome um the wing especially at the back the rear side sort of like the evaya it is very simplistic in the lines and design it has um so appealing easy on the eyes i must say i really like this car but the fact that it is a remake concept too also makes it confusing like it does remind me of the fact that you know Basically, all the companies in the Volkswagen group mm -hmm. share the same yeah. platform for majority of their cars. So, yeah, I'm excited to see this come out. They said it would release in 2020. Probably not. Yeah, um, I mean, because of current state of... Everything um, in the world. Yeah, diseases mm -hmm. and such. But that is probably... Yeah, that is the current state of hypercars at the moment. Mm. One we maybe like to mention is... Tesla Roadster. Yeah, that is... Can you call it a hypercar, though? Because it <sighs> is... I think it's definitely the best that Tesla is going to do in terms of performance in any of yeah. their cars. But also, it's not... Like, the price tag is not somewhere near a million. Near, no, it's, it's, it's not... I don't know. Because it, it is obviously like the Avaya and all that. It's full electric and it's, it's two-seater and it's ridiculously fast. Yeah. It's got the performance and everything. It's got the range as well. Um, but like you said, the price tags and stuff, maybe with luxury and I don't know. It's a very difficult thing to... It seems like a very... Okay, plain might be a wrong word to use, but the the Tesla Roadster will, will be good at everything it does. It will accelerate mm -hmm. from 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in under two seconds. Insane speeds. Uh, it's probably going to be able to corner two, mm -hmm. but it's just going to be a very fast electric. And it's... 2.1 seconds or something from Super 0 to 100. Yeah. yeah, so it's insane in terms of performance, but I don't think it has hypercar qualities. Yeah. Then again, who am I to decide what a hypercar is? There is no set definition for what a hypercar yeah. entails. Basically just the pinnacle performance. Yeah, it needs to be the best. Yeah, the best brand. So I suppose for, for Tesla, it would be their hypercar, but you compare it to yeah. others. Comparing it to others, it's like... Really? These maybe, cars yeah. I just mentioned basically does that and more... Um, yeah, I don't think Tesla's necessarily focused on building a hypercar. Like with the Roadster, they're like, it's going to be great in everything it does. It's going to be the quickest. Mm -hmm. Of what we can what do for that. And, yeah, so and although they focus a lot on uh, the Roadsters and, and, and the things that they want to try and achieve, they also focus a lot on their competition. And that's the next thing we want to touch on, is the fantastic battle of the electric car companies, Rivian versus Tesla. Yeah. Where in that's July, Tesla opened up a court case against Rivian saying that they 
take the employees, ex-employees from Tesla and get confidential information from them and employ them at Rivian and that's why they grow so much as a company. And Rivian has done amazingly. I mean, they have not sold a single unit, but they've got... They have some pre-orders. They have some... No, they've got a, a bunch of pre-orders. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite hectic. And for a company that actually hasn't sold anything but that yeah. have had these many orders, they're doing fantastically. And also coming so late into the market, the electric car market, where they SUV and their Bucky in the in the <laughs> South African the sense <laughs> their truck um, pick up yeah the pick up so it was oh, we, we they, they, they they said that basically that they taking Tesla employees and forcing them to get information from from the Tesla factory and they signed yeah, an agreement trade, yeah, secrets. trade secrets basically and they, they yeah. signed an agreement um, at Tesla that um, says they're not allowed to do that and everything but up to date Rivian has taken 187 employees from Tesla, where they'd be like directly. I thought it was like four. No, it's, it's a lot of people coming from Tesla oh, to Rivian. Oh my word! Okay, so that is new. That's a big thing. Um, yeah, so it was just basically the big thing of of Tesla claiming that they sold employees, but Rivian said it's based on nothing because they signed the the non-disclosure agreement with Tesla to say we're not sharing information, and now yeah. Tesla, I think they're a bit afraid, maybe. Of Rivian because they're doing so good in such a short time. Yeah. Um. So maybe yeah. it 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 can because I mean 187 employees is a lot. It's it's a lot a lot of people. Yeah. It's to come in from one company and 80 of them went directly from Tesla to Rivian. It's sure. not like they did some details. The rest went like through a few things or some other companies and stuff and then went to Rivian. So it's a big thing. Um. To do so, that was in July, but now in August, Rivian went back and they said they destroyed the reputation of the company. Because it was at a big time of them releasing their cars, mm. and now Tesla came and accused them of something that was, in Rivian's words, was false and yeah. not based on anything. It was just yeah, speculation. I think there were three claims. Yeah. And then the two of the three, well, they said, Rima yeah. basically, oh, Rima, um, Rivian basically said, uh, well, no, two of these claims, uh, two of these three claims are insufficient in terms of. Um, evidence or anything just yeah, to back it up it's, yeah, it's, it's all on speculation and all that so it does yeah. a big thing it's Tesla being threatened sort out, yeah. I think they are being threatened I mean you can't I mean if, if it's a tactic that they're, that they're using and obviously we won't know but if it's a tactic that they're using to try and to get under the skin of, of Riven I think they're yeah. getting it right and trying what they do but I think it's a bit of a bad sportsmanship so also in a sense of yeah in terms of competition definitely mm. the the Rivian and the Tesla are going head to head at the moment. Yeah, no, so that's like the biggest. So what's happening? There's the Cybertruck from Tesla, and mm. then the Rivian R1T. Mm -hmm. So these are two different cars in terms of looks, but still electric trucks. So what you're trying to achieve is basically the same thing, but they are diff like targeting different market segments. Yes, yes. Um, in terms of technologies, there are minor differences. Yeah. Um, except that Rivian, I know they cooling of their batteries and such the technology therefore is a bit different okay um so in fact not just different maybe better maybe more efficient so the way they cool the batteries they use water and glycol okay i think you say it yeah. that way um but the way that cooling works and where it is placed in in, in between the mm -hmm. cells and such Rivian is doing a little bit of a better job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Cybertruck is like, it's sharp, edgy, wild design. With they basically said, listen, we are eliminating any dents in yeah, damage. Yeah. You are not getting any of it. You mm -hmm. can drive over your house. You won't, you'll, you'll you be are, fine. You won't it's have like, a scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So they are trying to build this very hardcore, futuristic, futuristic like I'm going to Bold drive over Mars of, yeah, type basically. of thing. And the Rivian is basically Well, maybe if Elon goes to Mars, he'll drive around with the Cybertrucks up <laughs> there. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, I won't see be surprised. that happening. Yeah. I see that happening. But yeah, Rivian is like... It's, it's, Rivian, more, it's, it's so exciting, actually. It's, it's very exciting. It looks I mean, good, that truck. It's stunning. The I mean, both the, the, the SUV as well, it is absolutely gorgeous cars, so I think. So what is interesting about that truck... It, well, I was trying to compare it to an Amarok, like mm -hmm. a full-song Amarok. Like, it's a very luxurious electric Yeah, Amarok. yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Both of them have a skateboard design. Well, what do you call it? They call it like a skateboard chassis or a platform. La ladder frame? No, it's not no, ladder frame. No, 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 it's, it's not, not ladder frame. So, so it basically, it, it is shaped like a skateboard. So, the batteries are here, and then it basically goes over yeah, the wheels. Yeah, okay. And then that's the base of, of both of these cars. Yeah. And then from there on, they bolt. They and bolt then the up. electric... Um, batteries and, and everything gets they are in between it. but 
I watched the video about the Rivian R1D and the amount of space that that car offers is insane. Like if you go, let's say I'm sitting at the rear seats and I climb outside, like here, there's this open tunnel. Yeah, that goes basically. straight through the whole car. Then you have the back, then you have inside the car a lot of mm. space and that's all because, because it's a truck, it's meant to be a bit lifted and because there's electric batteries like that fact the that it's a it's truck and yeah. lifted it, covers a bit of that so you've got a lot more space up top it's not a big engine and four by fours and all yeah. those types of things because you've got motors batteries and the amenities inside like the aircon and things like that for the wiring so yeah you have a lot of space and they utilize it very very well in what the car. would you choose between the two a rivian definitely the rivian yeah it just looks better for I me i thought you'd like go like cybertruck no no the cybertruck i don't like the looks of the cybertruck it's too it was too bold for the yeah. time yeah, maybe. Maybe it's it's mm. just not fitting now. In yeah, I mean, in a few years, it'll probably make more sense. But for now... Yeah, see, I don't even know what will happen about it Like within a few years. It's like the car that you get from a book that was written in the 90s about what the world will look well, like in 20 years' that's time. that's true. It's like that kind that's of thing. True. So, I mean, the, probably the book wasn't wrong. It's yeah. just that there's one car company that makes a car like that. <laughs> but, hey, good... Uh, like, well yeah, well done, done for being so bold. For such a bold up. claim, yeah. And to, to be honest, to do it. it doesn't, uh, like for him, it's like, okay, why not? Mm, you know, he's mm. not losing anything. Exactly. Um, it's not like, you know, a company like Volvo going out and saying, we're doing this very bold design. Yeah. Because, you know, they, I wouldn't say they have limited customers. It's just that Tesla is in the favorable position of their customers are often very committed them mm. they trust that tesla doing the right thing they trust that the vehicles are good quality mm-hmm. true or not yeah. not for well, me to decide yeah. but i mean and i think it's speculation it's like the pinnacle of because tesla had a lot of things that they released the roadsters we spoke and then the 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 um semi-truck now have you seen those things accelerate with a trailer on I mean, have you ever seen a truck do a burnout with a <laughs> yeah. full trailer at the back didn't I mean, they make a video of the of the cyber truck with a trailer Pulling a cyber truck. I think so. Or was it another car? It's probably I don't know. They did that, that with a Model X, where they put where uh, they took the Model X and then they oh, put a trailer with a else, Alfa yeah. Romeo four C at the back and then they raced it against a four C. Four C, yeah. And the Tesla remember, still won. I remember yeah. it racing and then suddenly yeah, they the just tra- showed the trailer. I was like, oh yeah. my word. It's yeah, I know it's insane. But so yeah, the there's a big thing for. Yeah, no. Yeah, it'll probably have a uh, hitch to use, but um, you know, you're one of those American where the hitch is like in the middle of the bed at the back. And you you know what doesn't make sense to me is like off-roading an electric cars. It just doesn't click. So weird, yeah. It's a very weird thing too. I would go off-roading with my Cybertruck because just of the way it looks. But like with the Rivian, it's like going... Like few people go off-roading with the Amarok or the luxury truck. Even like with with Land Rovers and Range Rovers, like newer models, very few people do it because they spec the cars in 21 or 22-inch Low do profile, the drives, do the school drives, go or, shopping, yeah. go so, play golf. And I, I can probably understand it because, I mean, if you scratch the paint or something on a Range Rover or whatnot, it's f- close to 40,000 Rand for a respray on that. So it's, it makes sense, I no, suppose, but then what's the point of buying yeah. four by four? So I mean, l- Land Rovers and Range Rovers specifically are insane in terms of their capability. They are ridiculous, but then the repair cost of knocking a rock yeah, on your bottom and... Anyway, yeah. but yeah, that was enough electric power but for one day. We have our favorite segment coming up now, the Peter Cruiser segment. Yes. And of course, Luke and I will share one car each that we chat about, car might be inter- a car that may be interesting, quirky, mm-hmm. unknown of, very known. We just want to hear what we think about it and also what you think about it. So on social media the day after the podcast released usually we go on our stories you'll see the the um the cars there also for you to write mm-hmm. uh, we want to hear your perspective on it too so i told luke that the car i'm speaking about today is a four-door sedan or saloon made in britain and i said that he has you know I went for bentley flying spur and then he has and infinite the amount of guesses because he won't get this right. But Luke, do you have any idea, any last cases of what it may be? I think I ran through everything that I could think of. But when you say it now, I'll probably hate myself for not knowing no, it. No, no, you won't, you won't. Do you have any idea what the Lagonda Terraf is? 
Lagonda Tereff. The Lagonda Tereff. I have no idea, but I'm going to look it up now. Okay. So, Aston Martin and Lagonda have been linked or associated for many, many years. I think 1940s or 1960s since then. So, they've been linked for many, many years. Lagonda is like the very fancy, luxurious... Um, <laughs> Luke is like very confused. This is an interesting specimen. I know, I know. Um, so it's like, yeah, the very luxurious, um, bespoke, you know, exclusive version of an Aston. Well, not even version, I'd say just like the far or family member because only now and then they bring out cars. Um, I don't think they are profitable. But anyway, the Lagonda Turaf is the longer, more sophisticated version of the Rapide. Mm-hmm. So still the same engine, the 6-liter V12, naturally as... Oh, Jesus. no, twin turbo. I think it's twin turbo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I don't even know. I have to check. Um, but it's I know it has look, like... Uh, it has l- less than 600 horsepower, um, which is The fine. front grill kind of makes me think of the DBX in a sense. Yeah, in some way it is inspiration. But this mm. car is a bit old. Like it's yeah, 2015, it's a li- yeah. 2016. A little um, bit older. And it looks cool. But if you go inside, okay, 5.9 liter V12. No, I think, yeah, no, 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 that's naturally aspirated. Um, but yeah, 630 newton meter horsepower, 402 kilowatt. So, yeah, um, looks interesting. Nobody will buy it because why would you buy it if you're going to have a flying spur or With something like that? Yeah, I mean, it is shorter than the, uh, than the Maybach. S-Class, uh, like long wheelbase. It's shorter than a Rolls-Royce Phantom. Still a massive car. Just looks weird. I don't know. It, I, I don't like the looks of it. I'm sorry. It, it's not it looks elegant for 2015. Looks yeah, elegant. it looks... I, like the girl, I, I like think the it was lights. a bold thing that they did that didn't work out so well. But so. it's just like, you know, there yeah. are, there's speculation that they might um, go about increasing on the range, the current range of the Lagondas. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Why? You're competing with so Where, much more. What, and why? And why how? do you want to step into the market now with that in any way? I don't so, know. I'm ready to write. Yeah, I'm ready to write. Dead average. Oh, okay. I thought you say Peter Cruiser. No, no. I won't say Peter Cruiser. You can't say Peter Cruiser. Cruiser. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Um, but and it's also, still a luxury car. I mean, yeah, it's not like it's, it's a piece of nonsense or whatever. It's obnoxiously expensive. Like, Is it, close uh, a million. No, no, I'm lying. Like, s- between six and seven hundred thousand pounds. Which is a lot of rounds. That's yeah, it's just, that's ridiculous. It's like 14, 20, 20 million. So no, yeah, no. I don't know. What's the point? Yeah, it might be closer to PT Cruiser. Yeah, we're hovering in between. Yeah, I mean, it's got the yeah. wheels of the PT Cruiser, but the roof of the Lagonda, like so, that kind uh, of thing. I don't know your car. You don't know my car. Do you have car. any guesses, like hints for me? American. Okay, I'm thinking Mustang. Four door. Oh, okay, Dodge Charger. No, not the Hellcat. Um, okay, is it like? Luxury is the president. Like I think the president drives the same brand of car. Buick. No. The president. Cadillac. Yeah. CTSV. There we go. Is it CTSV? CTSV. Oh, okay. Cadillac CTSV. The car, probably okay. the the single American car that I've loved the most ever since the first the, time I saw is it. Is this a three series or the five series competitor? Because I think. Isn't the eight five series? I think it's, it's more the five series competitor for yeah yeah the CTS is the longer one yeah. yeah it's the longer one the CTS V it's the what six and six point two liters supercharged V eight six hundred and thirty <laughs> brake horsepower it's like the American M five competition basically I would yeah. say big competition for that it's an insane car it's eight speed automatic um, is it Brembo brakes I think it has a manual you get the sure. manual now yeah. they didn't have it but you get a manual now in it yeah. as well and I mean it's a monster it's an absolute Massive. beast it looks vicious. It's big. It's five seater. Mm. So a family car, you know. Family, yo, it's just <laughs> very like casual family car. The and the sound of this thing is just, yeah. You know, uh, I could sit all I day. I mean, and it's just like a CCC3 with the 6.2 liter V8, mm. but the supercharger with. And it's the sharp lines of a. I don't know what to describe it with. Let's say if you take the sharp lines of a Cybertruck and you slap it, confused with a Cadillac and. <laughs> You, I don't yeah, know. Fair, you fair, competed fair. with an M5, then this is what you get. You're just trying to do any, everything, but it does yeah. look mean. It like it, it looks, looks mean. It looks vicious. It looks good. Yeah. So, um, I do quite like the idea of that car. Mm. I don't think it is as sophisticated. No, not at all. I mean, it's very the M5 at all. No, definitely, it doesn't compete in in the class of that stuff. But I think it's it's still a 
Yeah. Great car. I wouldn't mind having one. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Big engine, obviously. It a lot. As a daily, you'd need a trailer with a fuel tank that pulls behind you because uh, it's yeah, not cheap. Two straws, two straws. It's not cheap, but uh, yeah, I think also we're also ready. Good. Uh, are you, are you, no, it's fine. You can, like so I'm, I'm, I'm up for it's cool and you're for. I'm like more towards that. I'm not a big fan of American yeah. cars. The engine is like insane. And Obviously, the yeah, bigger the engine for Americans, the better. But I'm just a bit more focused on being sophisticated not that the M5 or the necessarily, ECC3 but necessarily just oh, I'd say it's a sophisticated. It's more sophisticated it's than the Cadillac. It also like vicious, you know, vicious, is mean. Yeah. You know? So I do like the CTSV, cool concept. I don't know how much they improved on previous version of this car. Like what American companies usually do is they just put <coughs> a bigger stick engine. with the engine. Or they put a bigger engine and in it. And just more displacement. Yeah, I think they, they changed the, the, the gearbox. is, is um, improved a lot. The handling of the car as well. Because, I mean, most American cars, if you take it around a corner, it just goes... Yeah. And you spin, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but I, they think, I think it's definitely a drifting machine. Oh, yeah, no. The thing definitely. is, you aren't going to break lap records in those cars. No, so it's not. It's for the fun of driving it. it. And yeah. now with the manual as well coming out, I mean... Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah, I'm I'm up for cool and you're for dead average. I'm so like closer to cool, like seventy five percent. Seventy five percent. You're like you you filled up your fuel tank, but not all the way. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm almost, but yeah. then it's American. I'm like oh yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Americans do make good cars sometimes. Most yeah. Every now and again. Four GT. Just don't ask them to arrange in a Formula One race. That's all. Mm, yes, no, please. Okay, but not. that's a topic for another day. That is a topic for another day. Yeah. But anyway, um, I did enjoy this this episode. I think mm. we had a quite some good chat. Um, we are excited for our next episode. We may or may not doing it. Be doing it with a guest, also in another venue. Yeah, we so might change again. I mean, we've been moving yeah. venues. We've been but to four been places. So that is why we're doing what we're doing. Keeps life interesting. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, mm. It's like it's. This is not a TV show. I shouldn't say stay, stay tuned. tuned. I should just say. Join us next time. Yeah, there we go. We are excited to for you to listen we to are, us for again. the next episode. Um, please, if if we say oh, there's a lot of things we say in this episode <laughs> that may be mistaken or not so accurate as we would like it to be, mm-hmm. correct us. We we learn. Tell us that. you guys are retarded and just go look up. If you really don't like us, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're your own person. You are your own person. It'll suck, but you know it's fine. That's yeah. life. You can't share it with other people because you didn't like it, but that's also fine. Mm. There are other things you like. Exactly. Um, but that is a good day from us. Yeah. We we would like to thank you for joining. That yeah, was very fun. Thanks again so much. Yeah. And also, yeah, stay engaged on our social media pages. Um, we will see you hopefully in future. Yeah. Our audience, Luke's beard oil is. We'll see how we get on that and. Working. <laughs> See if we're drinking wine in the next episode or not. Yeah, we may be celebrating. But anyway, maybe. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.